Now time for some witty and thoughtful commentary. On another show, it's the Beck and Kyle podcast. Welcome into another show. I'm Becca James. Kyle King is with me. Hello, sir. Hey, how are you doing? What are you doing? You orchestrating a concert over there? Me? Oh no! I've just I've got multiple pens in my hand, so Becca's seeing me on Skype. Kind of like I, I talk with my hands a lot, so yeah, it does look like I'm I'm orchestrating right now. You look like Jimmy Kimmel when he was trying to play off Matt Damon when he was presenting at oh, the Oscars. Oh, that was so good, so good. And we're gonna <laughs> talk about the Oscars. We're gonna get into that, but first, we're gonna take a look at what is trending. Becca, what's going on? You're welcome because you're gonna find this stupidly hilarious. Uh, you remember when Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin of Coldplay had their conscious uncoupling? Oh yeah, like it's not a divorce, it's like some weird thing. Yeah, I remember Exactly. That. So Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom announced today that they're taking respectful, loving space from one another. <laughs> <laughs> respectful, loving space, AKA, I can't stand you, you annoy the out of me. Go to yeah, your it, side of the mansion. <laughs> exactly. So they're done. This year, this season's cast for Dancing with the Stars lineup is out. I gotta say, I normally just YouTube videos. I might have to watch this season. Mr. T. Oh yeah, Mr. T is gonna be on there. Uh, uh, Olympic gymnast and Texan Simone Biles. Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy Kerrigan's gonna be there. What? Oh my God! Make sure Tanya Harding's not there. Or actually, you know Wait. what? You want me to watch? I want Tanya Harding there. <laughs> No, you're terrible. I want her. Uh, Simone Biles. Yes, she is going to be dancing this year. Rashad Jennings. I know you're a fellow football fan. Yeah, I uh, do. But what I'm most excited about is the catcher for the 2016 World Series champion Chicago Cubs, David Ross, is going to be on the show. And the 2013 Boston Red Sox. Let's not forget, he was on both of those World Series teams. Yeah, but I hate the Red Sox and love the Cubs, so he is forever a Cub to me, okay? I know, but I need to just remind you that he got his first World Series <laughs> at Boston. A study has proven that dogs are a good judge of character, so if you're out there, you're dating somebody new, forget introducing them to your friends to pass the friend test, have them pass the dog test. Yeah, my friends are awful, so I would choose my dog's uh, intuition over theirs any day. Well, that's a horrible thing to say about your friends, yeah, and I'm going to tell the few of them that I know. And you've met them, and they're horrible people. That is not true. Some of them are fun. Um, and then finally, this is just something that's going around on Facebook, but it's kind of fun. It's this challenge to name a band or artist for each letter of your name. So we're gonna put it up on our Facebook page so you can play along for me, for Becca. I did Bruno Mars, Eurythmics, Coldplay, Christina Aguilera, and Adele. Kyle, off the top of your head, can you do that? Uh, oh man, uh, K-Y-L-E, let's see. Uh, K, uh, The Kinks, Y, uh, Young the Giant, uh, L, Little Big Town, uh, E, Let's go with uh, arithmetics uh, or arithmetics or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I just it's stole the nerdier version of arithmetics. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the and I said that one, so I don't think that counts. Oh, so well. eh, I win. Hey, look, I got three out of four on the fly. I think that's Which is pretty, pretty good. good. Yes, I know. It's just something fun. So we'll post that on the Facebook page. And when we come back, we will talk about the Oscars. The Becca and Kyle podcast. Two hosts, many opinions, zero fact checking. All right. Welcome back into the Becca and Kyle show. I'm Kyle King. Becca James here with me. Now, I did something this past Sunday I don't normally do. I watched an award show 
mainly because it was hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. So I watched the Oscars because I've not seen any of the Best Picture nominees. None I, of them. None of them. I haven't seen La La Land. Which is a war movie, a very, very powerful, amazing war movie. Yeah, but it's, uh, I don't know. It looks a little slow to me for a war movie. It well, didn't pique my interest, but I don't get into the Oscars much. But Jimmy Kimmel, who I'm a huge fan of, was hosting. And I'm sitting there going like, great. Like, Kimmel's doing this. He's going to mess with Matt Damon all night long. And, and he did, and it was hilarious. Oh, that Kimmel-Damon feud is everything. It really is. It's the best bromance. And I will say, I remember last year watching the Oscars, and it's like 10, 1030. I'm like, oh, is this ever going to end? <laughs> Whereas this year, I was like, crap, is it midnight already? This thing needs to end. I've got to work in the morning. Oh, man. Um, but entertaining he brought in the tour bus of unsuspecting tourists that I just came that. in and what was so great is so he talks to this couple there's this engaged couple one of the guys name he's now known as gary from chicago right <laughs> so he's going through and Mer oh god i'm gonna butcher the name marcia marcia ali marcia ali he's on the front row he's got his oscar that he won for best supporting actor for moonlight and you know and what he's that like, guy Mahershala Ali is a fantastic actor. For those of you who don't know who he is, you just saw him on the Oscars winning award. He uh, he was the the bad guy in Luke Cage, and that's how I knew him. And also, he's on House of Cards. Yeah, see, I still don't watch that show. Fantastic actor. I was glad right, to so see him win. Side note: So Gary from Chicago grabs his Oscar and hands him his phone, like, "Yeah, take a picture of me with your Oscar." Doesn't really want him in it, but so he gets in there to take a selfie with them. But it's so funny because clearly Gary from Chicago has no idea who this is. But, dude, your first clue is he's holding an Oscar. He's kind of somebody. Yeah, well, I mean, you say that, but there's tons of, like, makeup artists and everything that I wouldn't recognize that they're peeing on my front lawn, who they would be holding an Oscar or not, so. But not sitting on the front row. That is also true. I mean, I the guy mean, was in close proximity to Denzel. How would you feel if you walked in, like, if you were on that tour bus and you all of a sudden realize you're at the Oscars, okay, who would be the first celebrity you would seek out? Oh, my gosh. The first celebrity. I mean, is Jennifer Lopez there? Really? That's who you go with, J Lo. I love her. She is. I'm. I have such a girl crush on her. Um. So since she's probably not there, I would have looked for probably Justin Timberlake because he was oh. there. I do love Emma Stone. I absolutely love her to death. Um. I mean, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. I would have been like, where are y'all at? Because they're just. I mean, Chrissy Teigen was sleeping. Like they literally have a picture of her sleeping I on John Legend's shoulder. And I'm just like, I got you, girl. It went late this year. So I, I sat there and I was like, because I'm sitting going like, man, if I found that out, who would I, who would I want to get a picture with, or you know, like, who would be that person? First of all, you couldn't go wrong in that whole front row. You yeah, know, they're all listeners. Right. It would have been really cool to meet Ryan Gosling. I'm a big Gosling fan. I like. I know that's going to sound weird. People are going to be like, oh, really? You and every other woman in this country. Uh, trust me, I know. But I think he's a great actor. But the person I would have loved to have met, hands down more than anybody, The Rock. Was he even there? Yes. Yes, he was. He was. Sorry. Yeah. You know, that just shows you how many memorable moments there were that I forgot he was there and that he introed um, the girl singing the song from Moana. Right. And like I said, if I could have met The Rock, like, night over, 
Okay, I don't need I to do anything. You're such a WWE fan, girl. I also love the Rockin' movies. Like, I, like, I do too, but I, I mean, just if the your Rock excitement is, right now is just like crazy stalker level. If the Rock is in something, I'm seeing it. Okay, plain and simple, and he and he seems to be awesome. So yes, I would love to see him. There were a lot of great moments. Like I said, the the Kimmel Damon feud was great. Uh, some, you know, some of the, the accepted speeches were good. I'm, I'm glad Meryl Streep, the whole Meryl Streep thing. I mean, I get it. Let's acknowledge it what was, happened. It was funny when Jimmy, Kim, Jimmy Kimmel was tweeting President Trump during the Oscars and he's like, hashtag Meryl says hi. Right. That was just funny. And he made, there was humor, but in general, they weren't overly political. There was only one speech that was literally to the point where I'm like, shut up and get off the stage. That, yeah. You know, there was one where it's like, I'd stop talking. Right. The rest I, of what kept annoying really... me about the whole Meryl Streep thing, and she's she is a great actress and, and everything. It's like every time she was mentioned or showed, everybody just had to fawn over her. And it's just like, okay, we get it. She's a great actress. We know what's happening. Jesus, move on queen. with our lives, all right? Let's move Jesus, on. They're queen. Oh, I know. Now, did you stay up all the way till the very end to watch that snafu at the end where, you know, they announced the wrong best picture? Oh, my God, yes. I, that was the most surprising thing I think I have seen. Like, it was ridiculous. Nobody expected that. I mean, it, I just remember because I went to this big formal Oscar party downtown here in Knoxville, which side note, I got to hold an actual Oscar. You can lift weights with those things. They are super heavy. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh no, I, I saw you. You were all glammed up in your dress yeah. and it was all nice and everything. I Meanwhile, I was watching the Oscars in a Power Rangers <laughs> t-shirt and some boxers. That is also awesome. Yeah, I mean, I was having a good night. But yeah, so it's just funny. And then there was all the he said, she said stuff that came out afterwards. Because Emma Stone, even at the press or afterwards, she's like, I don't know. I had my envelope. She's like, I'm not trying to start something, but it's not my fault. I had this. Huh. I'm not trying to start something, but I'm going to start something. I mean, I think she was just trying to say, it is not my fault. <laughs> look, I don't trust people who sit there and do things like that. I mean, how many times have you heard somebody go, look, I'm not racist, but... I'm that about to say something racist. Different. No, I mean, if they had the wrong envelope on stage and you're sitting there holding your envelope, you sit there and you say, but I have this. Okay. And that's what we found out. So what happens is apparently they have two sets of envelopes, one on either side of the stage. And what happened was how it happened, the guy who was in charge of handing the best picture envelope to Warren Beatty was tweeting a photo of Emma Stone when she got backstage after accepting her award rather than paying attention to which envelope he handed to Warren. Oh, yeah, he's and getting fired. Oh, yeah. Well, apparently he's like one of the partners, too. I'm like, well, that guy's never going to work in Hollywood again. Yeah, it's but never But he's happened. still rich, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, like that whole thing. But what about, this is what, what kills me. I'm surprised people aren't talking about this. What about Warren Beatty throwing Faye Dunaway under the bus? Jimmy Kimmel talks about that. Apparently it was the 50th anniversary of Bonnie and Clyde, which is why they were up there. And I think Jimmy says, he's like, yeah, Clyde threw Bonnie under the bus. Oh, man, did he ever? I mean, he's sitting there... Uh, why didn't he sit there and just go, uh, hey, I think we have the wrong envelope here. Can we double check? What I'm not sure is did he hold it out to Faye to be like, what do we do? And then she just announced it because I also heard another story that they had been arguing about who was going to get to actually announce the best picture. So 
the take I heard was that she was just hurrying up and saying it before he had a chance to and not paying attention to the rest of what was on the car. I don't know. He showed it to her plain and simple and she ran with it. it, it yeah. But Warren Beatty totally the, threw Faye Dunaway under the bus. But the notice as soon as it was all figured out that there was the problem, where did she go? Oh, she hightailed it. She was oh, yeah. out she, of there. Poof, and she was gone. So yeah, I was, I mean, I feel bad for the guys of La La Land. I mean, to have that excitement and then be like, oh, it's not us. The, but I think they handled it really well. And no, I'm- you know, who handled, you know who handled it really well? Oops. Twitter. Oh my God, Twitter <laughs> went eight <laughs> Yeah, we did. No, the best part was, as I got to tweet out a meme of Steve Harvey flailing his hands, you know, because- so, yeah, and then and then when Steve Harvey the next morning tweeted out, hey guys, went to bed early, what I miss? It was beautiful how Twitter handled everything. They said, I, I was sitting there, because I was live tweeting the whole thing. Me too. And as soon girl. as they announced La La Land, like I'm, you know, going like, oh, haha, like we didn't see this coming, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, everything happens and it's just like, no, 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 delete, <laughs> unsend that. <laughs> I mean, Warren Beatty pretty much sat there and heard like, oh, Steve Harvey messed this up? Here, hold my beer. I've got this. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to go ahead, take a break. We're going to come back, and we need to talk about some serious spoilers, guys. We need to get to the bottom of this. It's the Becca and Kyle Show. The Becca and Kyle Podcast. One of them is sweet, smart, and beautiful. The other is Becca. I am really sick and tired of seeing shows, actual shows from their social media accounts tweet out spoilers the day after the show airs. One of my uh, favorite shows, Jane the Virgin, they tweeted out that's like about that shocking death. And so when I finally watched the episode the whole time, I'm like, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? I couldn't get watch the episode because I kept focusing on somebody's about to die. Who's it going to be? And it really pissed me off that I knew that much about it. Even though I didn't know the character, I still didn't want to know anything. So I think there needs to be some kind of new standard etiquette for spoilers online. Now, I will agree with you on this, but uh, I actually don't watch a ton of TV. Like, I cut the cord years ago. Uh, really, the only things that I will watch the next day is either like, you know, The Daily Show uh, or WWE Raw or, Raw or something like that. And I can find most of it on Hulu. Uh, so I can always see the next day. Okay, so I don't... For those of you who don't know, we record this at home, and my dog has decided to bring me his favorite squeaky toy. My apologies. <laughs> I could see Becca's like face going like, what is that noise? It's just Oh, bare. I knew she was, and I'm like, are we gonna pause? No, we're just gonna keep rolling with it. I mean, this is real life, baby. <laughs> Puppy break. Yeah, he's just like, hey, throw this yeah, for me. Yeah, but even the shows that you watch on Hulu, they don't show up there till the next day. So at best you can't see them until the next day yeah. or like on the cw app and everything like that so because that's how we watch them. we cut the cord too but we watch them all via hulu the cw app i have you know. always gone by the 24 hour rule of hey you have 24 hours to see that episode and if you don't that's on you okay but what i'm talking about is you know Four hours, eight hours. Oh, that's, yeah, you know, that's, like, that's wrong. Like the, sh the, the show will air and then the next morning I'll be scrolling through Twitter and I'll see these spoilers from the actual shows themselves. Yeah. 
And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of a, a, a cheap thing to do. And I, I hate that. I hate when they do that. So my take is I feel like there should be absolutely zero spoilers in headlines. Like, I get it. You're trying to grab my attention. But you need to do it without any type of spoiler whatsoever in there. Or at least say, you know, spoiler alert right there in the title. Now, or, we, now we did go ahead and pull our audience. Yeah, we asked listeners to chime in saying, hey, what do you think? Josh says... He thinks it's fine the next day to talk about it on media as long as you, prefi- you preface with spoiler alert and give people time to turn off the conversation or stop reading the post. Fair. Which, again, I agree with, but I'm talking about they're ruining it in the headline. Right. So you can't even get into the body of it before you know you've got a spoiler. And then uh, Beth said that she says at least till Saturday night because it gives people Saturday to catch up. And then I, I retorted back about what if the show came out Wednesday, Thursday, and she's like, yeah, but most people, for most people, Saturday is a catch-up day. I disagree because most people I know work Saturdays and random hours. So usually like Sunday is the catch-up day. Maybe but we I- go, maybe we go with not, okay, instead of the 24-hour rule, let's give a 48-hour heads up of, you have 48 hours, okay? Two days should be enough time for you to either A, have watched it, or B, sit down to watch it. At that point, it is up to you to stay off of social media, and that's on you. I think two days is enough. If if you're talking about one show or something like that, you have the time to sit. You should find the time to sit down and watch it. Forty-eight I can't hours. Even count the number of shows that I watch. Like, so if I'm a couple days behind, I am like ten hours behind or something crazy. See, I watch a lot of Netflix shows, so they all just get dumped right then and there. So I think when it comes to Netflix You're a binger. Oh, I'm such a binge watcher. Although, look, I agree with you on the spoilers because I'm watching American Crime Story, The People versus OJ Simpson. I just found out dude's guilty in the end. Like, what the hell? What? I know. Like the last episode I saw, he was in a Bronco trying to flee the police. I was like, does he get away? Does he kill himself? Like, I don't know. And then somebody ruins it and goes, dude, he gets off. Like, no, you can't do that to me. You know, also known as middle school. Do you remember where you were when the Bronco chase went down? I was actually in Boston visiting my grandma and I was pissed because she had did not have cable and every single channel, so three, had that stupid Broncos chase on, and I was like, I don't care, I'm so bored. And then I remember when the verdict came down, I was back and at home and I was in school and they actually turned it on to let the classes watch. See, I don't remember the verdict. I think it was sixth grade, maybe? Yeah, I don't remember Fifth, the verdict sixth. at all, but I remember the Bronco chase because my parents were playing softball and we were out at the softball park and my brother and I went inside uh, First of all, it was on all day long. Those of you who remember, the Bronco chase happened all day. But <laughs> I remember we got there and the Houston Rockets were in the finals against the New York Knicks. And my brother and I wanted to watch the game. And so I remember Bob Costas coming on and going, hey, it's our duty to bring you this game and we will cover it. But we're also obligated to tell you about what's going on with OJ. I remember that. I remember when they cut away from the game to the chase and I legitimately got a little scared because I was like where we were watching the game at in this uh in this like little clubhouse at the at the ballpark 
there was a TV right next to this huge window. And I was just like scared that OJ was going to like pop up and stare through the window or something. <laughs> oh, child's Im- imagination. I know. <laughs> All right. So can we agree? Spoilers, 48 hours from now on. That's what All you All right. Have. 48 hours. All right. So you heard it here first. We have decreed on the Becca and Kyle show. You have 48 hours to watch that damn show. Otherwise, we get to tell you what happens. But don't worry, I won't really do it because I'm not a jackass like Kyle. Also, Becca will not adhere to the 48-hour rule, and she'll take like a (laughs) week to still watch it. Shut up. I know you too well. And on that note, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening. Remember, you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please make sure you like and share with your friends. For Becca James, I'm Kyle King. And remember, it's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you wake up with a great story. We'll see you next week. Well, wasn't that fun? To keep up with their shenanigans, follow them on Facebook.com slash The Becca Kyle Show. And follow them on Twitter at Becca Kyle Show. Those looking to send hate mail or to receive a full refund for this episode, email Becca and Kyle Show at gmail.com.